0: Thank you for listening to this audio recording from the University of Sheffield. Reminder of bygone era of noble Crimea sacrifice. Robert Sheffield died on the 2nd of February 1914. Apart from his coincidental surname, he was born in Durham, there are many reasons why we might want to recall his life story. His funeral cortege was stately, with full military honours, and attended by large crowds. His obituary was long, befitting a notable local character. Renowned in Sheffield at the time of his death, Mr. Sheffield was distinguished by his flowing white beard. As we can see from photographic portraits, he cast a Victorian air, and his appearance was possibly influenced by his association with the Sheffield Equalized Independent Order of Druids. At the time of his death, he was one of only a small number of Crimean War veterans in the city. The Sheffield Daily Telegraph commented in a notice for a forthcoming Crimean and Indian Mutiny Veterans Dinner on the 24th of February. Only 24 other veterans of both remained. If we consider the Crimean War ended in 1856, in 1914 the public would have been in a similar position to us looking back on the veterans of the First World War, though at this point all veterans of the latter conflict are now deceased. At a time when peace prevailed, despite being sustained by mutual threats from countries on the brink of conflict, characters such as Robert Sheffield would have seemed like reminders of a bygone era of noble sacrifice from Britain's Victorian Empire. Yet the repercussions of the Crimean conflict were very much apparent in 1914, especially in the growing crisis in the Balkans. Remembering the Crimean War has rather been displaced by the memory of the First and Second World Wars for our generation though the monument building after those wars was preceded by the building of monuments to the Crimean dead. Sheffield had a prominent monument topped by Queen Victoria's statue, representing honour at Moorhead, flanked by guns at its base captured from the Russians and standing on a pedestal of Darleydale stone. Queen Victoria herself travelled to Sheffield on the 21st of May 1897 in her jubilee year to attend the opening of the new town hall, passing by the Crimean monument flanked by dragoons and yeomanry 40 years after the monument was laid. A testament to the shift in commemoration, in the early 1940s, the cannons were allegedly sold as scrap and the monument was moved, in 1960, to the Botanical Gardens, where it stood until 2004. Robert Sheffield was buried in Ward's End Cemetery, which itself had been opened in 1857, the year the monument was erected. The Crimean veteran had settled in Sheffield, his namesake city, after service with the 13th Regiment of Light Dragoons and having won medals for involvement in Sebastopol, Abyssinia and for long service and good conduct. He was appointed hospital steward at the Hillsborough Barracks, a position of some irony considering how he was once falsely pronounced dead and taken to a hospital mortuary after being thrown from his drum horse during his wartime career. A sad fact of his service that he unwillingly took the Queen's shilling whilst distracted, looking in a shop window in London, reminds us of the kind of conscription tactics that would define the crisis of the First World War. Yet though compulsory conscription for that war was imposed in 1916, there are no records suggesting that any of Robert Sheffield's three sons and six daughters served in any capacity during the conflict. Did they manage to escape conscription where their father did not? We'd love to hear whether you know otherwise.